and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Bloomer. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Today, you guys, we're getting in the ring with some WWF forcible entry. We're talking all about that. We're talking wrestlers. We're talking wrestling. But you know what? We don't really get it. We don't know. We don't understand. We needed someone who knew. And Jenna, you knew someone. I did. Because they were in your house. Yeah. <laughs> they live with me. <laughs> That's right. I'm getting married to them. Yeah. Uh, our guest today is Sweet Mitchell Sosha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, Mitch. Thank you. Very excited to have you on. I'm excited to be on. Yeah. I mean, you are, you know, this like supporting character on the show because Jenna <laughs> talks about you I every week. I all the time. Um, our listeners are actively engaged in your wedding planning. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So everybody. That. So, I mean, so while we have you here, um, bodies, it's going to happen, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As you walk down the aisle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> it's your first dance. And the, <laughs> wow. And it's the uh, and I now pronounce you once they do that. The processional know. and the recessional. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to be like, all right, they got to know another song. <laughs> no. Why not? Why not? <laughs> I'd not pronounce you man and wife. <laughs> That's exactly right. It seems like a really good idea. I think it's great. Oh, man. Mitch, so happy to have you here. You are a wrestling aficionado. I, I mean, that's a bold claim, aficionado. I know I know quite a bit. Okay. But there are others who know more than me. You hey, know what? That humility will get you everywhere. <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's good. Hey, that's, I mean, people say. That's the you, theme of the show. Yeah. Like, we're always learning. It's great. We're yeah. going to learn together. So we're going to talk all about. WWF forcible entry, but before we get to that, we gotta talk about who's tweeting. Who's tweeting? Who is? So we got messages. We got every single type of communication because last week, Jenny on the show, you announced you were down with corn. Yeah, I said I liked corn and I was wrong for doubting them. And then corn was like, let's drop it. Let's drop the new single and announce yeah. a new album. <laughs> they said after. that's close enough to a prayer for us. <laughs> there you go. Let's answer that prayer. Absolutely. So all everyone wrote in, they're like, you guys, new corn, new corn, new corn. We're like, we know Jenny gave them the cosign. They dropped it. So new album coming out. It's called the nothing. They dropped this first song. Jenny, what did you think of the new song? I didn't like it. That much. <laughs> grand opening, I, grand I closing. To, I'm, I'm <laughs> I'm exploring my relationship with corn. I think Lauren is right that there's a specific era of corn that I am into, and it's the one that's the most popular. I'm a sheeple, and I'm a corn sheeple. Uh, so thank you for being with me through this trying time. I'll keep you updated on my relationship with corn. So, yeah, so we have this new corn song. Matt, you're down. I need to listen to it again. And by again, I mean for the first time. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. Oh, okay. I saw the. I, oh God, you know what? Let's just pull it up. Okay, let's, sure. Let's just get a couple reactions right now. Have you heard the song, Mitch? No, I haven't. Okay. What's your relationship with Corn? Uh, I like certain parts of Corn, like Follow the Leader. I like Follow the Leader. Okay. All right. Um, I was a big Corn fan as a kid growing up. Okay. I, I submitted uh, a drawing to the issues. Oh. Thing. I don't remember what it looked like, but it was probably <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, the new single is You'll Never Find Me. Yes. Here we go. Oh, 
I would file that under the boys done it again. Thank you. Yes. Mm. What do you think, Mitch? I like that. There we go. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh-oh, Jenny. Are we getting slightly changed? Yes, we are. That's what happens. Corn's later stuff changes you a little bit. Oh. And it's an it's close enough to being changed that I'm like hard pass on that. Mm. Oh, and like the Alice and Chains. And the yes, Alice and Chains. Jenny and Yeah, sorry, the lower the <laughs> the lower the show <laughs> is that Jenny and I call getting hearing any hint of an Alice and Chains type riff changing. So yeah, I get changed by Mitch all the time. Mm-hmm. We talk about that. Yeah, and the fact that you are not aware that you're doing it, which is very funny. <laughs> yeah. I just like Allison Chain. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. They're great. Yeah. Yeah, I want to go see them, but cuz it's the Corn Allison Chains tour. Oh, yeah. But it's on like a Tuesday, so mm-hmm. I can't I can't go. Now, as all good things, we get a new Corn album September 13th. Great. Perfect. September 13th is going to be the best day, right? What's yeah. nothing could ruin that day. Don't tell that to Cold, who's also releasing a new album that day called The Things We Can't Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Those things? <laughs> a new Cold album. Yeah, that seems like a, a title and direct pushback to what people were saying to them. <laughs> don't put this out. Please don't. Scooter's like, Sorry. some things just can't be stopped. People miss their spiders. Yeah, so I listened to that first single. It's an anti-bullying track. It has some of the, I, I, you know, Scooter is from Florida. Mm-hmm. English is his primary language. Some of these lyrics feel straight up babblefish. I am like not sure what's going on. There's placements of things that I'm just like, is this a form? I don't know. And I don't want to listen to it right now. But if you go, there's, there's actually I was not going to offer to. Okay, that one. all right. But if you go, there's a lyric video on YouTube, and you can see the lyrics because I thought I was mishearing, but. I can see it plain as day. What and I'm like, I'm not. This is what the lyrics are. They're uh yeah, a little weird. So anyway, so you take the good with the bad, new corn, but also new cold. We gotta talk about who's repping the roach. Who's repping the roach? Who is? Jax at Jackalackin. Send us a pic of her rocking her roach coach tea. She's repping the roach at a big old hippie music festival. Will any of these patchouli sheep will wake up? <laughs> JK, I'm like 40% hippie, but 100% hashtag Roach Rider for life. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Jax. Thank you for rocking the roach. If you're rocking the roach somewhere, let us know. Send us a pic. You could be featured on the show. Wow, what a dream. Indeed. Oh, you need a t-shirt? We still have a couple. We got a few. Uh, In sizes from small, maybe, to extra large. Mm -hmm. Uh, All available at roachcoach.com. Hit on the store icon That's and right. purchase your own. Hey, if you need a 2X, let me know. I can print a 2X too. We, we, we need a we 2X. We need a 2X. We literally, yeah. to fulfill a contractual <laughs> obligation from a long time ago, <laughs> need yeah. a 2X. Yeah, I can do it. All know. right. All right. Look, yeah. at that. Look at that. There we Who's go. Printing shirts? Who's printing shirts? <laughs> it's it's Mitch. Mitch. It's Mitch. Guess what else we have? What do we have? We have feedback from our one minute silence episode. Ooh. We did all those years ago over on Instagram. C. Dowden says, long live Funky Ken. Yay. Oh. Hashtag Team Funky Ken. And seriously, you guys nailed it on this episode. Very entertaining. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you. Over on Twitter, we got a tweet from the Free With This this Month's Issue podcast, their Twitter. They said, brilliant episode. Were all the requests for One Minute Silence from the UK? They always struck me as the kind of band that wouldn't really get much traction in the USA, but I could be wrong. They were definitely a brilliant live band. We've got a track by them coming up in our June episode. I looked up this podcast and what it is that they listen to the free CDs that come with magaz- that came with magazines back in the day. That's a great <laughs> idea. That is podcast. a great idea. I'm, yeah. I am going to listen. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right, Lazarus Inkjet says, Ah, so please, you've picked this sounding positive. Looking forward to listening to the episode as I commute to work with my fellow sheeple. Uh, ben Bishop at The Metal Roach. The Metal Roach. The Metal Roach, okay. 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 Oh, that's the next one. Go ahead. Sorry, this is formatted very strangely <laughs> on my computer. Loved this album since release. Saw them over at a small theater in the UK not long after this was released, and the place just went off. They got in trouble at some shows as the venue got destroyed by the crowd. Love it. There we go. That's how it's done. Over on Facebook, Damn Dramo said, Personal history, one minute silence, open for Mudvayne on a small tour post Tattoo the Earth. It was in a small club in Iowa. And may I say, it was also in the same club where a certain person from Slipknot headbutted another future member of Slipknot. But I digress. Wow. Anywho, the bass player jumped around a lot and climbed on top of the tower speakers to announce, Hey, Des Moines, I just shit my pants. <laughs> so there was that. And all the singer wanted to talk about was smoking your fine American pot. I got it. It's good to see you. Another day, another dollar. Wow. That's wow. That's a great comment. Thank That's you. Great. Thank you. Jason Andrew Goodman says, got more names for the long list. Beanbag. I jokingly threw them out a while ago, but they're at least as good as a couple of the bands <laughs> you've covered, so why not? <laughs> Twelve stones. Jason, you're right that we're getting into beanbag territory. We definitely here. are. We're about to do a whole episode on WWF Forceful Entry. Hey, this is this is a uh, this is a great album. A okay. hundred episodes ago we would never be like yeah, let's do that beanbag yeah. record. Next. And now we're like, fuck it, sure, beanbag, why not? Yeah, why not? Who cares? We're, we're all in on the beanbag. <laughs> yeah. Jeffrey Thomas said, loved every second of this. Stoked it was a slam dunk into the canon. You guys are going to love the thick of it follow-up by now. Saved later. All the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Faith No More, vibrant funk flavors swapped out for more hard and heavy, probably due to the producer who did Fear Factory, Machine Head, and even a Cannibal Corpse album. Got some all-time bangers on it. I can't wait. All-time bangers. All-time All bangers. Right. That's a that's a good banger. And finally, Duke <laughs> Cannon says... That is a good banger. That's, that's a good banger. A good banger. <laughs> finally, Duke Cannon says, and there you have it. One minute silence in the canon right where I knew they belonged. The one problem I had with the album that you guys never touched on was how long it was, but then I realized I had the Japanese version that costed me like $37 and had four to five bonus tracks. When I listened to it that way, it's extremely long. Now, when they released it originally, it was just right. But get ready, guys. If you liked this one, buy now, save later is a barn burner. It was a perfect evolution for the band in a somewhat more metal direction with better production, thicker guitars, more focused song structures, and chunkier riffs. It isn't quite as funky, but from what they dropped in terms of style, they made up for in pits. I'm calling it now. One minute minute (laughs) silence in the canon, times two, 2019. Thanks for the episode, guys. Had a great time listening. Roach Rider for life. Yeah. Wow. wow. Well, there we go. You did to order something funky. Apparently not, Ken. Apparently this this album, we're trading out the funk for some pits. Yeah. Just speaking my language. 
I'll see you in the pit, baby. Honk, honk, I'm Bobo. Uh, oh, no. Oh, he's honking on the Bobo. Oh, Mitch, no. I don't know if Mitch has met a funky Kenyan. Oh, Bobo. So. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Uh, doesn't surprise me the funky Ken is honking on the Bobo. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Um, I think that album recently celebrated an anniversary, right? Probably. Probably. I'm not keeping up with honking <laughs> not, on Bobo. Other than the one? occasional it joke. Is, it Came is your wedding present from me. <laughs> yeah. The edition that comes with the harmonica. Correct. That's the one that yes. has been, Yeah. <laughs> and that's our favorite. Everybody gets a little tiny harmonica. Uh, I'm going to take a, so many selfies with it. Me and my little <laughs> harmonica. That is it for who's tweeting. Keep on tweeting Facebook, Instagram. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. And of course, you know what? Every episode of Roach Coach, back up on all the streaming services. Back up Spotify, Apple Music, all of them. No 100%. excuses. 100%. All back no up. more having to wait for the slow S Squarespace server. That's right, baby. We're back. All right. All right. It's time for talk about the album of the week. WWF Forcible Entry. Jenny, when did this album come out? This album was released on March 26th, 2002. That's the thick of... No, that's a come down. That's, that's a come down. Come down. Come down. Oh, right? I had to remember. The terror, I, I forgot the thing you I'm for- supposed to never forget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you fucking forgot. <laughs> I was getting ready to graduate high school full of hope and angst and fear. Mm. WWF was like, let us put this album out. So mm. when did WWF drop the F and pick up the E? It feels like it's right around this time. Well, right? Matt, I've got the Wikipedia in front of me with the answers you crave. Can I guess the year? Sure. 2006. Um, No. Damn. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, well, there's... So nice for you to come. <laughs> yeah, right, thanks, thanks for stopping by. Pop Mitch. these <laughs> off. And, uh... <laughs> this is the last album released under the WWF name as the company changed its name to WWE in May of 2002. Oh, shit. So, yeah, okay. they, they dropped this and the the, um, the basically the Worldwide Fund for Nature, uh, which had ownership of the WWF name as well. British court said we rule for them. And so they changed to WWE. The timing, maybe they dropped this, and the British court was like, you got to change the name. <laughs> you can't be associating this with pandas. It's not going to work. Uh, these riffs are too hot. These yeah. riffs are too hot. Well, if the pandas had the same two disease wrestlers, they'd probably be doing a little better. That's right. That's my hot take on mm-hmm. pandas. Hey, pandas, get it together. <laughs> yeah, work on your suplexes. Uh, Jenny, any history? I guess history with WWF history with this album. I was basically about as much of like a cursory wrestling person as you could be when I was like younger. It was Mm -hmm. like impossible to not at least have some knowledge of like Hulk Hogan or Mm -hmm. whatever macho man. Like, so nothing very serious. A lot of these songs, I mean, a lot of these songs were very popular in this type of music. Obviously we're here. So (laughs) I heard a lot of it, Um, but nothing super serious. I've gone to a few wrestling shows, both professional and local. Okay. Mainly due to Mitch or some other friends. And I recently watched a pay-per-view event while in wrestling and I liked it. What is it called? Uh, It's a new company called AEW. So I liked that quite a bit. All right. It was very fun and like silly and energetic and cool. And I really enjoyed it. So that's my entire history to date with wrestling. Lauren, how about you? Uh, So when I was in elementary school, big wrestling fan. I had the old rubber. Oh, yeah. Giant rubber Hulk Hogan and Superfly and the big 
full-size ring. I was watching it, hanging out with friends, watching it. We'd all be, you know, headlocking each other while watching wrestling. And then right around fifth, sixth grade, I had to make a decision. Was I going to keep being into wrestling or was I going to be into comic books? And I chose comic books. So the last event I watched was Survivor Series 94, I want to say. And then, yeah, I stopped watching wrestling. So that's like a hard stop of like even having any knowledge. Like I was not like I didn't even I didn't even dip my toe back in. Like I was like, nope, I'm done. That yeah. happens, I think, for a lot of people like yeah. around that age. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, yeah, so uh, a lot of these guys I only knew about. I mean, there's a bunch of guys on here I'd never heard of. I mean, their themes. And uh, uh, so, yeah, so a lot of this was very new to me and I uh, never heard uh, this album before. Matt Nas. Definitely never heard this album before. My wrestling history is very similar to yours, Lauren. I'm a little bit older than you, not too much, but I was in peak WWF, the the fan wave up. So like I was born in 77, so the first WrestleMania was in 85. So that kind of put me like right in the pocket of like, oh, this is huge. And Mr. T and Rocky and all of that kind of is a just a soup uh, in my memory of just like this is the coolest stuff ever <laughs> and uh i mean hulk hogan and the wrestling superstars was a cartoon i watched oh yeah yep. i had the hillbilly gym uh, action figures and then kind of similar like right after the ultimate warrior arc we were done it was just like the tv turned off hmm. and just wasn't that i was i hated it or that I, you know, some they did something. It was just kind of like, okay, I've seen enough storylines and something, you know. I think we moved, and that was kind of it. Honestly, mm. yeah, I think that happens for a lot of people. Like you like it at when you're a kid. It like there's something about it that's so like I don't know, cool and out of this world. But then you, yeah, you hit a certain. I think you hit puberty, and you're like, ah, <laughs> uh, I guess yeah. I'll do and something then, else. And then it was weird because like. I loved I loved WrestleMania three. I remember when that happened, and I I didn't. We were way too poor to have pay per view, way too poor to actually get tickets. But I remember going to school the next day, and people had seen it, and I was like, you know, trying to pick up any piece of like what happened. And I was like, just tell me what happened. <laughs> <laughs> he he body slammed Andre the Giant. No way! Oh my god! He picked him up right over his head. But then I remember like the attitude era coming in and me taking a firm like nope stance. Wow. Because I think I was like 18. You know what I mean? And I think it just kind of hit me like, ugh, (laughs) this stuff, get out of here. You know, like I thought it was way too cool. That's like the best stuff, some would say. Some would argue that the attitude era is the best era. Mm -hmm. Some Mitch Sosha. Yeah, Mitch, so what is your uh, WWF history and history with this album? I would say this, I had a similar thing. Like, uh, the Attitude Era was the era for me, like, as a kid. So that was me being, like, fully obsessed, had the T-shirts. But same kind of thing. Like, (laughs) I think I hit puberty and just stopped watching wrestling. Um, So right around this time would have been when I was in the midst of not watching wrestling or knowing anything about wrestling. Yeah. but when I was like uh, 22, 23, maybe, I watched uh, a, 
a show on TV. Uh, the wrestling company is called TNA at the time. Now it's called Impact, owned by Billy Corgan. Oh, wow. uh, <laughs> okay. Total but, nonstop action. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, they had a show, and there was this wrestler, and his name was Curry Man, and it was just like I, I forgot how like fun wrestling was, and this character was so ridiculous. And there was another character who was like a take on Stone Cold Steve Austin, but he was wearing a shark mask and his name was shark boy i remember shark boy <laughs> <laughs> and yeah then from there i just like i would just got super back into wrestling like a lot that's what kind of happened to me lately yeah where like all of a sudden i, I haven't been to an event or anything but i saw some pwg oh yeah and i was like this stuff is crazy yeah that's the kind of stuff that me and my friends got into was like the independent they call it mm. wrestling scene and we like we've been to like a million shows and yeah we <laughs> drove to like toronto and all that bullet club stuff chicago and... yeah yep yeah and that's a lot of what they are the um are what started aew the thing jen was just talking about all right well that is our history with wrestling so, uh, Jenny, this one's a compilation record. Sure is. It was this a commercial success. Yeah, this is a gold boy. Gold record. Wow. That's right. We have a hit on our hands. Went all the <laughs> way to number three <laughs> on the Billboard 200. Whoa. Right. Dang. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so we have a multitude of artists on here. Producers, I mean. Up the wazoo. Oh, my Lord. Too many producers. We'll, we'll get to them as we get to them. And genre tags. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, Janet. I've got a whole satchel of genre tags for you. we got new metal, alternative metal, industrial metal, rap metal, heavy metal, post-grunge, alternative rock, and hard rock. We're in for a journey, you guys. <laughs> we really are. <laughs> we are going to hit everything. Let's see. I just want to go in. There was one review posted on the Wikipedia from All Music who awarded the album two out of five stars. And the writer was Johnny Loftus, who noted that forcible entry was, quote, will be most relevant to wrestling fans, but joked that fans of heavy music might seek this set out at the local sale bin. Wow. So speaking of that, where'd you find this record? This was a big <laughs> thrift. I picked it up from our boys at the Declutter Store, a.k.a. Eastox underscore USA, for a sweet four dollars and seventy nine cents. There it is. That's and a good price. It's a very good price, especially since I got a DVD with it. Oh yeah. The secret history of WrestleMania, which we popped in, and it's not secrets at all. It's no, just it's clips it's, from, it's from WrestleMania. If you watched any of the WrestleManias, you are aware of this. Well, so no secrets. They were secrets to me. Yeah. So I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, this yeah. album art. It looks like it was kind of done in crayon. Lots of different colors, and it just says WWF force, uh, Forcible Entry. Lists off some of the artists, but when you go inside, you get to see which, which wrestler each song is associated with, and I appreciated that because I wasn't sure what some of these people looked like in this era or at all. So I, I like what I'm seeing here. I like what I'm seeing. Everybody looks very strong. <laughs> Everybody looks like... That's what Vince wants. Yeah. Big and strong. Yeah. yeah. Well, Vince did it. Vince is in here, too. Vince looks like a turtle, as He's always. He's big and strong. Jacked. <laughs> did you want to read this message here? From Matt Pinfield? From Matt Pinfield. Oh, yes. Yeah. So Matt Pinfield says, For over 18 years, Jim Johnston has been the creative force behind the music of the World Wrestling Federation and the composer behind the powerful entrance themes of the World Wrestling Federation stars. 
Forcible Entry is a collection of these themes interpreted by a who's who of the biggest names in aggro rock today. So whether you're a fan of the World Wrestling Federation or rock and roll or both, get ready for a sensory audio assault. Play at maximum volume. This is the best World Wrestling Federation record ever. Wow. Wow. All right, Matt. That's a pretty strong sign-off, I got to say. Um, do I need to pull out my copy of I was the say. WWF wrestling album? Because <laughs> I got that. Matt the Penfield, best one ever. Matt Penfield says to throw that away because <laughs> now we've got Forcible Entry. Does Forcible Entry have Hillbilly Jim singing Don't Go Messing with a Country Boy? Matt Penfield doesn't give a fuck about <laughs> Hillbilly Jim or whatever his name is. Wow. I don't know if that's true. The hate is real. No, no, no. That's not from me. I'm from Penfield. I'm associating that to Penfield, yeah. <laughs> the pins. is uh, <laughs> the, pins. the pins. Hot take from the pins, um, yeah. So, yeah, so... Yeah, so yeah, so the basic premise of this album is that we have basically reinterpretations of the themes of these wrestlers. All were originally written by what was his name? Jack Jim Johnson. Jim Johnson. Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson. <laughs> That's a whole different album. They were all acoustic jams about surfing. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Jim Johnston uh yeah, wrote uh these themes. So they've been reinterpreted by some of our favorites and not so favorites of New Metal and Butt Rock and all that. And uh, so we'll we'll be I think we'll listen to maybe a couple versions of like like what the original version sounded like in comparison. And then we'll just kind of go through and, you know, do what we do on this show. (laughs) So it's going to be a lot of me going, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) All right. Well, you want to hop in, boys? Let's hop in. All right. right. Well, the first track is uh, The Game. This is performed by Drowning Pool. Uh, this is a song that was written by Jim Johnson and Lemmy from Motorhead. Usually the Motorhead version is what wrestler Triple H <laughs> would enter to. Hunter Hurst Helmsley? Is that his name? That's what Triple H, that's what the three H's stand oh, for. Oh, yeah. I thought he was just like, this is my favorite letter. <laughs> <laughs> Rule well, of three. Strong start, strong start. All right. <laughs> no, he came, he broke as Hunter Hearst Helmsley, if I believe. Yeah, he was like a fancy boy. A real fancy boy, and that did not work. Right. Yeah. I and bought my friend a mug, my friend Renee, a, a plastic mug for her birthday in 2001. It was a Triple H mug. And he did not look fancy. It was just his head. <laughs> I wish he still had just it. Just his raged out head. Oh, yeah. Here All right. it is. So here we go. Oh, shit. <laughs> Metal fingers up. It's all about the king, you fall like the rest. Your failure is my success. It's all about control. We make it. I will deliver the pain, you can't take it. I'm in control, I am your pain. After this, you won't be the same. This is my time, I make the rules. You mess with this and you die like a fool. There we go. And that's original lineup Drowning Pool with Dave on vocals. Mm-hmm. Sturdy riffing. It's a good old sturdy riff. 
It is a sturdy riff. How did it strike you to hear that as somebody who knows what the Triple H theme sounds like normally? Well, the thing about themes is that you hear them for a good four seconds <laughs> and, then, and then it's over. So here it's interesting to hear like, oh, this keeps going. Mm-hmm. That's well, yeah. <laughs> let me play. Let me play the original. So this is the original version, non-drowning pool version of the game. So this is what you would have heard as I walked to the ring. <laughs> Mitch's eyes just bugged out of his head. <laughs> oh wow! He's down the ramp. It's a crazy time for a Spits crazy water. fight. <laughs> and this is where it fades out. He's in the ring. You know what is interesting? <laughs> it, this is the thing I immediately hearing these back to back. The original version, it's got some fucking swagger. Yeah. Well, it's Lemmy. Yeah. Yeah. The original version is much, much better than the Drowning Pool version. It, it embraces the wrestling conceit better. It's really hammy and more fun. I, I like the Drowning Pool version, but they're trying to be like hard and heavy and cool. And Lemmy's like, I'm going to cackle like a like, <laughs> like a, a hyena. Like a, like a hyena and, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, and just the way. Yeah. Yeah I, yeah. I do prefer that one as well. I wrote in my notes some of these lyrics, which I love. Either version. You mess with this and you die like a fool. I loved that one because it was such an obvious setup. Uh, <laughs> then I mean, the fact that you get the repeated line pain. Here comes the pain. Very cool songmeetings.com yeah big <laughs> debate about whether drowning pool or motorhead was better you've heard our our ruling mm-hmm. but they weren't so sure the edge i'm assuming from you two i'm sure it's from you two <laughs> absolutely yeah, yeah, that's yeah. who he does not yeah, the wrestler yeah, yeah. No, yeah. No, 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 no 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 it's no, that's edge. edge that's just edge yeah, yeah the, the edge, edge. he's from yeah. you too yeah. yeah oh that's right it's thedge <laughs> thedge yeah yeah listen anytime they're not making an album He's, He's on, on song meanings. meanings. He's like, yeah. Who did it better? That's his hobby. Yeah. And he says, no offense to Motorhead. And because it has to be him, because who else would know Motorhead? Right. Uh, but this song is better than the original. Usually I say that it's not true, but this is a rare exception. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I, we, somebody should ask him, hey, what do you think of POD's cover of Bullet to the Blue Sky? Is it better than your version? Yeah. Maybe that's what he's talking about. Usually I say it's not true. He's like, like POD. Motherfuckers Screw, screwing, <laughs> screwing up our is. song. You prefer the P.O.D. I don't know. Version? It's a it's a good cover. Okay. I like it too. Uh, Undisturbed said, no, man. I think Motorhead was better, but this song rocks as well. And somebody thought, you know what? Somebody has to come in and settle this argument once and for all. So commenter Mustanger Bang says, when I listen to this song, I remember about Triple H. Great, isn't it? What? <laughs> <laughs> Which really settled the argument, in my opinion. So there we have it. Yes. Some people like Motorhead better. Some people like Drowning Pool. You know, everybody's got their taste. I wonder what Hunter thought. Ooh. Ooh. Well, he was apparently best friends with Lemmy. Mm. Spoke at Lemmy's funeral. Odds are he likes that version. <laughs> yeah. <better. laughs> yeah. And by that version, I mean he likes the Drowning Pool one. <laughs> yeah. He said it at the funeral. Uh, I would Lemmy. never have said this. I, I wouldn't have said this while you were alive. <laughs> <laughs> but Drowning Pool kind of crushed the new version. 
Is this a wrong time to bring this I'm up? Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> this has seems- been on my mind for years. And now Dave Grohl with a couple words. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't want to go to the next song, but we have to we go have to the next to. song. All right. Up next, we have Legs, a ZZ Top song you may know, but this is performed by, well, it's performed for Stacey Keebler. Uh, Mitch, maybe you can explain to me what her function was. Was she like a wrestler? Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> All right. What? Uh, what was her function? This was woman. She I was eye candy. Well, there was there was a lot of that though. <laughs> no, yeah, she was that. Okay. And then, but was also she would wrestle from time to time. Okay. Thank did you. Did she date George Clooney? I don't know. She did something else. But anyway, <laughs> this song was... Playboy. Oh. I mean, I heard. Yeah, you perv. Uh, <laughs> you perv. You perv watching the most soft core of <laughs> pornography. <laughs> How dare you look I grew up there. in a small town, okay? Wow. How dare wow. you read those smut mags? <laughs> Mitch is sleeping on the couch tonight. Uh. You looked at Playboy when you were a teen? <laughs> Get out of here. You. I didn't know you were sick. Uh, oh, right. wait. Hold on. Hold on. We can redeem him right now. She was... She declined two invitations from Playboy to pose nude for the magazine. Wow. So Mitch is just thinking of a random naked lady. I'm thinking of Sable. Oh. (laughs) Oh, oh, wait. I made things worse. Okay. Uh, All right. So this song, nothing could be nothing could be made worse than this song. This is Legs performed by Kid Rock. the questions that have any answers. <laughs> No, no, man. <laughs> I was fine. She never it basically just turns into the original. Wait. See them lighters. Matt, put those lighters away. Yowza. Down to her fanny. Down to her fanny. The corniest line in music history. Uh, Mitch, we'll start with you. What do you think about Kid Rock's cover of Legs? Not a fan. Uh huh. Not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> what, what is your What are your general Kid Rock thoughts? Um, it depends for me because mm-hmm. there's you got to have like a like an ironic love for Kid Rock. I think mm-hmm. if you live where we live, mm-hmm. you got to pretend to like Kid Rock because it's funny. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like Ball with the Ball, like that's a great song, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Devil Without a Cause, great album. Anything other than that, mm. uh, yeah. 
was I, a shoulder shrug. I hate Kid Rock. <laughs> I will concede that Ba Wada Ba is good. Oh, man. What's that one song? Uh, the Leonard... Whatever. It doesn't matter. All Summer Long. <laughs> all Summer yeah, Long. All, all Summer, summer long. long. Oh, I hate that one. <laughs> I love... I hate like that song. Mm. You know what I love about that song <laughs> is that it is one of those songs where there is a group of people who aren't me who love it. <laughs> and like no bullshit, no hyperbole, love it. Like it comes on and they go, yes. Woo! Yes. Yeah. 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 My best friend, she like will send me messages from, she lives in Florida now. She'll say, she's like, man, I wish I was on a boat in a lake in Michigan listening to all summer long. <laughs> There is. It's a pontoon classic. That song Pond plays a pontoon up here. Oh, yeah. And it shouts out northern Michigan. It really does. Just think, last Friday was Jobby Nooner. So that song just played on a loop, <laughs> which, yeah. is, uh, which is our version of Mardi Gras that only lasts one day. And is on the water. And involves hepatitis. <laughs> it's lots of, yeah. I don't know. Uh, so Jenny, you but you but this, despite how you feel, you liked this song. Oh yeah, I loved it. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I was like, even when I saw it, I was like, this song had no chance with me. Mm. <laughs> I know I really wanted one because I have legs, but uh, I was already like, God damn it, why do I have to listen to this song? Is it because I'm always calling you legs? Yeah. <laughs> I was like. Ugh. I asked you politely not to call. <laughs> not in public. Not in public. <laughs> what do you think, Lauren? Uh, I went through a lot of feelings with the song because when it started, I was like, oh, boy. Oh, here we go. But then he crams so much into the song. There's a turntable solo at 220. There's guitar solos. He's doing so many weird vocal choices. The first line, when he says... She's got legs. He says it like he's surprised. <laughs> like, like, whoa, where'd those come from? He, like, he'd been talking to a woman and assumed that she had lost her legs in an accident. And then she, like, got up and walked away. And he's like, she's got legs. <laughs> like, and that was like the, the, the line he went with. And uh, honestly, I, I like what he did with the drop to make it like a bit more of like a raw, I wouldn't call it a new metal drop, but it's like a, it's like it's, it has some punch to it. So I was entertained by this one this could have this could have been really dire for me but we're in this 2002 2001 2002 this is post cocky and we're he's getting closer to his country run of things and so he's not trying to be heavy he's trying to be fun party guy right now and so i think that's where i mean i think if he had recorded this in 1999 it would have been i think that would have been dire i think it's funny that isn't uh so it's ZZ Top covering their own song, essentially, right? Because they they played on this. Did you say that? No, no, no. ZZ, this is just ZZ Top cover. This is all Kid Rock. And the, but the guys from ZZ Top didn't play on it. I don't believe so. Did you get the liner notes there? Oh shit, that's right. Check the liner notes. No Billy Gibbons. That. No Frank Beard. <laughs> did did Kid Rock call him in? It says B F Gibbons, D Hill F Beard. But I think that's credits. just like writing it though. Oh, okay. Credits, yeah. All right. Well, I think that was our boy Jimmy Olsen. I think it was our boy. Yeah, it is Twisted Brown Trucker. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Jimmy, ah, he's your best friend. He is my best friend. Yeah. 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 Have you sent him any texts lately? No, I've not. Okay. <laughs> I never actually sent him even one text. Oh, okay. All so, right. <laughs> Matt. Yeah, buddy. You also love this song. Man, uh, let me tell you. <laughs> you know what? 
Did you have something to say about this? No. Okay. All right. Uh, well, I have one comment on Song Okay, that's fair. It's very good. Yeah. It is from WW fans or WWF ands. I obviously love this song because it's Kid Rock, my third favorite musician. I'm also a fan of the ZZ Top version, but I'm biased and love the Kid Rock version so much more. And anyone that cannot tell what this song is about is literally blind and deaf. <laughs> literally blind and deaf. You know what? Well, they wouldn't have heard they it if they were literally deaf. <laughs> They'd be liter- if they're literally blind and deaf, they wouldn't have heard the song. And, and they, wouldn't they wouldn't have been able to see, see the, the legs. <laughs> I guess that's an accurate comment. Yeah. Uh, let me do. Let me say before Jen uh, takes it, I love the ZZ Top version. It was a staple of my childhood. Mm-hmm. Eliminator, the album, uh, we loved it. Loved it. And as yeah. been stated on the show many times, ZZ Top was my first real concert. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Boom. Done. There yeah. we go. All right. Well, I think we all agree that we deserve a treat for that. <laughs> So uh, we're going to go to a song called Young Grow Old. Uh, This seems to have been from the event Backlash 2002, and it's performed by Creed. T-shirts that you had? Yeah, I had a Creed T-shirt. Wow, she's putting you in blast. <laughs> wow, man. wow. What? I had a okay. My sister got me a Creed T-shirt when I was a kid. I was in seventh grade, and I wore it. I got made fun of at school for and now wearing you're it. Made fun of and now I'm getting made fun of this. by my fiance <laughs> for having it. <laughs> was it that album cover? No, it was like a. I can't remember what it was, but it was an older one, like. What's the what's their what was their big one before uh Human Clay? Before that. My own prison. Yeah, that one. It mm-hmm. was that era. The My Own Prison era is, is that's that's the era that somebody, if they're desperate, they'll be like, oh, the My Own Prison era was pretty good. <laughs> no. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. Oh, Did boy. you actually like Creed though? I liked my own prison as a seventh grader, yeah. There it is. There See, it is. there that it is. That wasn't a question to make fun of you. That was a genuine yeah, right. question. Yeah, right. Did right. you like it? You dumb dumb. Yeah. You're walking home. <laughs> I drove my own car. <laughs> oh, boy. So, Jenny, you, um, what did you think of this song? I thought it was better than most Creed songs I've heard. I still didn't like it. You know, what are you going to do? Mm. Uh I think I could totally see this being like bumper music on like a wrestling event for just a few seconds or something or just like clips of people getting thrown. But yeah, in general, 
not a creed person, though I don't think they're as bad as people say. There are far worse bands than Creed out there. Like, Creed is easy to make fun of. It's kind of like Nickelback, where, like, it's it's super easy. It's like there's, like, mm-hmm. a target on those dudes, especially with, like, yeah. like, whatever. But they're not that bad. I mean, I, I've said on the show before that I've liked a couple Nickelback songs, mm-hmm. but I've never liked a Creed song. It's his voice. His voice yeah. is too, it's too much. Yeah, because the ri- the riff on this song, like the it, that it starts with, is is sweet. Yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing I found is that this, so this was a bonus track on um, the European edition of Human Clay, and according to Wikipedia, it is arguably one of the heavier tracks found on the album and one of Creed's heaviest songs. I'll have to take their word for it on that one. Yeah, his vocals more than anything really sink it, but also I mean it also is is full crack butt rock though. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah yeah like we're i mean Field. the plumber is here he is working on the pipes because i'm seeing full crack um songmeanings.com jenny oh boy did they show up matt you know about the great battles of time you know of <laughs> yeah. history you know yeah, gettysburg gettysburg well the battles and of the, the bulge battle of the bulge well they've all got to take <laughs> second and third place to the comments section under Young Grow Old on songmeanings.com because a man named Nerdy The Well decided to roll in and talk some shit. And oh people boy. lost their fucking minds. I don't mean, I wrote down, I wrote down like all these ones because they were all insane, but I don't even, I'm, we're not going to talk about all of them. I think I'll go with this Nerdy The Well comment. He said, he was, Adding at someone. Oh, he he was fighting with someone whose name was My Own Prison 333. Yeah. <laughs> How pathetic are you to believe that this jumble of words is so beautifully written? An example for those non-believers is so far in a distant land, there's a fight between boy and man. How can a mere act of child abuse be beautiful? To which My Own Prison responded and said, you shallow piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) What you quoted is a mental theme. Oh, classic. Got him. He means that he is struggling between being a boy and being a man. I'm with my own prison 333 here. It is a mental... I mean, I wouldn't call it a mental theme. (laughs) (laughs) But I also would say, got him. Got him. (laughs) Got him. Got him. It's really insane. And it, yeah, it goes for pages of just warring back and forth. Nerdy the Wells' Creed is by far the worst rock band in the history of music. Wow. They far surpass the Baja Men and even Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Baja Men is a rock band? That comes also, up. That comes up. Oh, yeah. good. <laughs> that comes Frankie up. Frankie Goes uh, to I'm Hollywood with you. comes up. That, that, these are the, the very two random this choices. This person has very specific <laughs> feelings. <laughs> I heard the song Relax and I got <laughs> agitated. Well, well here, here, you guys, those who find... Creed, those of you who find Creed talented should burn yourselves alive. Well, wow. there it is. Just a suggestion, but seriously, please take it into deep consideration. Hot take. <laughs> yeah, literal hot take. Oh, burn man. yourself alive. Oh, man. And um, yeah, at some point, I mean, there's so many comments, but somebody does bring up the fact that Bahamut is not rock. And, and Thank that you. Basically, just dismantles Nerdy the Well. Oh, here it is. Uh, I must say, as I read through these comments, by far the most stupid ones that leap out are from Nerdy the Well. First of all, the Baja <laughs> Men are not a rock band. And if you think Creed are the worst band in the history of rock, then honestly, I think you have no ear 
for music. <laughs> sounds like the, like an award given in the comments section. <laughs> <laughs> and the award for. <laughs> oh man, so yeah, so if you um want to see some shit go down, um, oh, I have one more from Creed Dude. This song is about aging men battling their youth and how a person's youth shouldn't be taken for granted. Awesome song, but it sucks. I had a CD with this song on it, but some shithead stole my CD player with that CD in it like a year ago, so I haven't heard the song in a long time. So he went. That's, see, that's what I'm at song meetings for, is these yeah. personal stories. They are. I, the personal stories of like, I want to take a journey with you in your CD collection. Oh, yes, Creed, dude. That's what I'm here for. And it was like, oh, he's like, I can't hear it anywhere. So I just have to go to song meetings and read the lyrics and try to remember. It was 2002. Yeah. If you were like abiding by the laws and not yeah. going on like LimeWire or Napster, mm-hmm. you would have had to have bought it on eBay or go to a local record store and have them order the import version, which probably would have been somewhere around 40 bucks. It would have been very steep. Look, I'm just saying, I'm defending this man's honor. (laughs) (laughs) And he got his stuff stolen. He's distraught. I mean, he lost the player and the CD. That's happened to me before. You lose a a disc man with a CD in it, and you're like, well... Never listening to the ugly organ again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that cursive record's never coming back. You're never going to find that at a used record store. (laughs) Yeah. One time somebody stole my CD player, like my disc man, and a bunch of CDs out of my car. And I was so mad. I'm like, what thief even listens to the Beatles? (laughs) Which is like probably a lot. They took all my Beatles CDs and I was so mad. Um, Geez, I hope they like Ben Folds 5. So we have a song coming up in a couple tracks. I will have a nice bridge for these stories. All right. We'll get there. Well, then let's keep going. Let's move it. Uh, Up next, we're going to hear Glass Shatters, which is uh, the music for Stone Cold Steve Austin, performed by Disturbed. Yes. I gotta break something because Disturbed showed the fuck up. (laughs) Uh, Do you want to, before we start talking about this song, hear Jim Johnston's version? Sure. So this is what Stone Cold would have come out to. And he's in the ring. And he's there. Jim Johnson doesn't write songs for longevity. 
disturbs. Write them for impact. Disturbs version is superior. What I've noticed about the songs they actually come like Jim Johnson songs, and this might this is like a very concentrated amount of songs that I've heard. It seems like it's just like and then like some sort of sound like throwing glass or we'll hear another one later that's my absolute fave <laughs> well yeah he's got to convey something about the wrestler hmm. the, the glass breaking was stone, stone cold, cold was stone cold always breaking glass <laughs> no but he was just like a badass like almost like a anti-hero if if the rules were glass he was breaking them oh if the establishment was a piece glass. of glass He's breaking the shit out of that. It'd be weird if Stone Cold was breaking the glass ceiling because it doesn't apply to him. But um, maybe he was breaking it for the ladies. So Jim Johnson did talk about how he writes these songs a little bit. Uh, he says he likens his work. This is from his Wikipedia. Mm. He likens his work to that of scoring a live action movie. A standard scenario is we get a call from our executive producer. We got a new guy coming or he's breaking out of a tag team and he needs music. It's like scoring for a movie. Is he a good guy or a bad guy? Is he light and svelte and quick moving, which dictates a fast tempo? Or is he a big plotting kind of guy, in which case you need a big, heavy, the wrath of God coming upon us sound? So I would say it's more the latter in the case of uh, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. The rattlesnake? Yeah. Yeah. I really like this song. Mm. <laughs> it's full Draymond. Oh, like full Draymond. At the full Draymond that I like. This is the Draymond we love. This yeah. is this is this yeah, is dropping plates Draymond. Yes. he mm. could be a. He has the personality to be a professional wrestler. I think. Like I think of him, and I. He could be in the same category. I mean, I don't know. Wheel him out. Wheel him out <laughs> in a full Hannibal Lecter outfit. That. Would that work in a wrestling match? <laughs> well, if somebody <laughs> threw him at somebody else, then yes. <laughs> yeah, he's a little bit. I mean, yeah, you wheel him out. That'd be a while. You need the full song for that one because they got to undo all the straps and everything. He might be a little too old now, but yeah, I could see it. I How old is Draymond? He's in his, uh, I'm pretty sure he's in his mid to late 40s at this point. Ah. Ah? Start. You can still do it? Chris Jericho started when he was like, or no, not Chris Jericho. DDP started when he was in his, he was like 35. I just see these interviews with older wrestlers and they're, you know, they're kind of like giant slabs of meat. <laughs> or just Sometimes, yeah. Things do not seem great. Yeah. So David Arquette just started. How old is he? I beg your pardon? He's back in it. Back. In, what? Okay. Because well, <laughs> Ready to Rumble was. Oh, yeah. I thought that was just like a comedy movie about wrestling. I didn't know that he was like, oh, this is what I'm doing next. Well, he was wrestling. Yeah, yeah, it was it like was a, weird. Yeah, it was like a whole. Now he's like a legitimate wrestler, though. Wow. Okay. As far as the last I heard, he he got what, stabbed who, in the neck last I heard, so what, he could what? be. <laughs> he got stabbed in the neck with a broken light tube, so he uh, might maybe, have given up uh, already. Okay, yeah. I, I would not do it anymore <laughs> if that happened to me. Songmeanings.com. We got a couple classics in here, Jenny. You see this one from Undisturbed? Yeah. Yeah, Stone Cold's theme song, hun. Well, it's got to be, th then it has to be of this kind. Cruel lyrics and a great tune. Nice work by Disturbed, although I don't like it much. <laughs> <laughs> all this praise. By the way, don't enjoy it. You did all this work. Uh, my favorite comment was from BHG809. I love this song. I listen to this song to get pumped up before I play baseball, skate, bike, or anything like that. The tune pumps me up the most, but the lyrics help too. That was a 12-year-old boy. 
<laughs> was that you? Was that you? That's are you me. PhD 809? <laughs> How old were you in 2002? 10th grade. That could have been you. This could have been you. Ninth I mean, grade. baseball? You play baseball? Grade? No, not in high school. Okay, no. skate? Yep. Bike? Yep. Anything like that? Yeah. Okay. I yeah, there's there's a ton of great comments on this. Um actually there's one more I want to read. It's from Flame Knight. That's Wayne Knight. Oh, is that's that? his username. Oh yeah. He says, Oh yeah, man, don't even get me started. Besides this being Stone Cold's theme, the greatest wrestler and trash talker of all time, and the only reason I give a shit about wrestling. This song it has as much it has so much energy in it. It's perfect for trying to stay hyper. The lyrics are so sane. I will stomp a mud hole in your ass and walk it dry. Ew. <laughs> that's disgusting. That is one incredible and that's in quotes, so I'm assuming Stone Cold said that at some point. I don't remember hearing that because that sounds like he's putting his foot in your butthole. Yeah, he's stomping poop it. on your he's foot gonna now. Stomp, <laughs> he's going to stomp. He's going to stomp. He's going to walk. He's going to walk the poop off. That's disgusting. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. He's going to crack a beer. <laughs> well, here's the thing. That means he's still dealing with the stench of a poopy boot <laughs> as he's walking. I think that is not as intimidating as it sounds no. because you may have a destroyed rectum, but your boot will <laughs> smell and people will say something. He was not wrong, though, as far as uh, Stone Cold's trash talking abilities. He is the best. What's the classic trash? T- I mean, besides stomp a boot mud hole in your I ass. mean, the... Austin 316 says, I just kicked your ass. The classic. Okay. It was like off the top of his head. Oh, yeah. And then like is one of the most iconic phrases. Ever. T-shirts still made to this day. Oh, so wow. he just made up the 316? It was like a King of the Ring pay-per-view. And like uh, he, he, he won. There's this whole thing. But anyways, there was some sort of like biblical thing he was mentioning. And he was like, oh, yeah, well, Austin 316 says, I just whooped your ass. And everybody wow. lost their minds I because mean, that's incredible. That's a good one. That's a good one. I mean, especially off the dome, that's some that's some improv shit. <laughs> hey, Stone Cold. I mean, he's not wrestling anymore. Oh, he's acting, right? He's he's in sometimes movies. he's podcasting. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Our right. competitor. Uh, competitor. One of the best. Let's the best. talk shit. <laughs> Stone Cold. Oh uh, man, what ma- mean things will Stone Cold say about us? Oh, he would just destroy it. He'd be so bad. Talk about your ring psychology. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think we're ready for the next one. All right. This song will be completely known, maybe too known to our listeners. That's a song called Rollin', and this is during this era what The Undertaker would come into. It's by Limp Bizkit. All right. Partner. Keep on rolling, baby. Just make sure the motorcycles. Yeah. <laughs> I think we know this song. I think we know this song. We know this song. We know it. Take her on motorcycle. 
for the, <laughs> the taker cycle. So the, so the Undertaker is on a motorcycle during this period. Yes. Yeah. As my friends and I would call it, Harley Taker. Harley Taker. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you were saying that there was another song that he'd come into, right? Yeah, American Badass, Get That's, Rock. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I thought that was his entrance music. Because yeah, because I saw a picture uh, when I was doing research, and he's got like a bandana. Yeah. And I gotta say, this seems very un Undertaker to me. This mm-hmm. is this is what I think I know. That's the Undertaker I know. Mm-hmm. The you, dead I man. mean, you drop that gong. This I don't even is know the Undertaker th- now, too, right? Or yeah, when. He's- is he done? But I saw the last one that he did. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. Okay. No, but you they drop, drop that gong. You drop that gong. Lose their oh yeah. You can get a, you can get a pit going with just that gong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All the lights off. Oh man. Yeah. The, yeah. I uh, I hated this remix. This is a terrible remix. You didn't want motorcycle noises over Roland. It's so they're just. It's like they had all the stems of the song, and so, and somebody was just randomly turning down guitars, and then turning up bass, and then turning down vocals. None of it makes sense. It just sounds like a fucking somebody fell on the mixing board. I hate it. The worst <laughs> version of Roland ever made. Wow. Tell us how you really feel. I don't like it. <laughs> Who are you, me? I did not like how they did do it. I wrote in random mi- parts of the mix turned down for no good reason. Whatever. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Jenny, what'd you think? I didn't like it either. Mm. But I've also heard Roland too many times right? lately. We're getting too many if we've been rolled too many times. <laughs> I, w- I never thought I'd be like, I've heard Roland too much, but I think I've heard Roland too much. I think I got to retire for a little bit from my uh, repertoire. Matt. Yeah. It, it just added up Harley Davidson to Roland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Roland's still a great song, but kind of unnecessary. It's a hat on a hat. <laughs> it is a head on Roland's head. enough, yeah. right? Yeah. Mitch, uh, thoughts on Roland in general? I like the song. I couldn't mm. tell that it was different other than the motorcycle sounds added. Oh, you act like you haven't listened to Limp Bizkit a ton over the last couple <laughs> of months. No, I Like the rest of us have. <laughs> You're like a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will mention, I was just looking up t- to see if maybe they'd made like some music videos for any of these songs, and uh, they really haven't, um, but I found the most incredible cover of this song. I couldn't believe it existed, and I'd never known about it. In 2001, Robbie Williams covered this at a European festival. Wearing a bucket hat, it was the most surreal shit I've ever seen. Robbie Williams? Robbie Williams. Are you familiar with Robbie Williams? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And at the end of the video, he throws his bucket hat into the audience to reveal frosted tip, frosted tips. <laughs> wow. And it Sweet. Was, it's not, but it's frosty it, tips. But it's, but it's what's crazy is literally Roland being performed by like, like a thirteen-piece. English band, like backing up Robbie Williams, and it was in 2001. So the audience was like, "Yeah, fucking do Roland," but it's so weird. It, yeah, I don't even know how to feel. What about a time it. to be alive! Yeah, and this was also during Robbie Williams' trash talk phase. So apparently, this was a, fa- a set where he also trash talked all the other guys and take that and made oh. fun of them the whole set. It's, right. it's a very angry set. Yeah. So that's why he's like, "I got to do the angriest song I know, Roland." <laughs> <laughs> the song, you know. There's a million choices for anger, but Roland really captures mine. <laughs> no greater fury. All right. Up next, we've got a song called Whatever, performed by Our Lady Peace, and this was the music for Chris Benoit. 
Long-time listeners will know we've listened to this song. Oh, yes, we have. Oh, we that's right. Yeah. Yeah. At our live show uh, that we did where we did uh, new metal songs by non-new metal artists. We talked about this song by Our Lady Peace. I believe, Jenny, you said that it sounded like a song by uh, maybe, I don't know. who. One of us said that it's a song by someone who's not mad, trying their best to sound mad. Sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't really love it then. It's fine. Yeah. Chris Benoit is a sad story, if I... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very sad. Yeah. He, what, he, what, murdered his whole family and killed himself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That he, would he used qualify to, as a sad story. <laughs> it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He used to do, like, diving headbutts? Yeah, that was his finisher. Yeah. Which is From, crazy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do Can you imagine doing that to your head every night for years? <laughs> uh, I mean, jeez. Yeah. I think we all know why you shouldn't. Tell them, <laughs> tell them the truth. You know, yeah. Canadian wrestlers pronounce it Benoit. 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 Yeah, listen to Jericho's podcast. That's how he pronounces it. Okay. Chris Benoit. Benoit. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't want to blow anybody's minds, but songmeanings.com had 46 comments on this song. Yeah, it was really interesting, I think, to read these because a lot of them were well before all of this happened. And it turns into this like whole argument about whether or not wrestling is real or fake. Mm -hmm. People saying it's like fake or whatever, saying uh, Chris Benoit or Benoit (laughs) uh, is like the greatest wrestler of all time and all this stuff. And then eventually I think you realize what happened like deep in the comments. The news breaks in the middle of the comments. (laughs) No, but I mean, these comments start in 2002 when this came out. So it... This the conversation changes over the course of years. Yeah, it's it's actually sort of one of the more fascinating threads I think of mm-hmm. song meanings comments. Yeah, um, Lauren, did you have some? I had one I liked from uh, Spence one eighty nine who said, "I love it when people call wrestling fake." LOL. I don't think he loves it. It's <laughs> judging the sport for something it's not even intended to be. It's entertainment, and any sports entertainer, a wrestler, will tell you that. As an independent wrestler myself, here we go. I say, go ahead, poke fun. You're just never going to get it. Then in parentheses, laughs to himself. Okay. Wow. Got him. But yeah, this song definitely personifies Benoit. I'm sorry, what? Benoit. Benoit to a T. Love it. What is the commenter's name? Spence189. No. That maybe would be their wrestling name, but doesn't sound like no. it. No. Uh, there's also a comment from The Edge back, um, <laughs> in, you know, and he said, uh, Benoit is the best, so is the song. So there you go. The Edge giving a cosign to Our Lady Peace. All right. How about that, Rain Maida? All right. Are we ready for the next one? I'm ready. Okay. Uh, This is a song called Never Gonna Stop, the Black Cat Crossing Mix, performed by Rob Zombie. And this was Edge, to be specific. (laughs) Correct. Edge, Edge. the wrestler, not The Edge from U2 and also songmeetings.com. Okay. 
unfamiliar with the wrestler Edge. That is my note as well. I wrote, who is Edge? Edge, um, probably most popular known well from the tag team with Christian. Uh, Edge and Christian. They were pr- This era was really uh, big for them. But I believe, I'm probably wrong, that Christian was injured during this period. So Edge was kind of breaking out on his own. Okay. Uh, he's, as far as like a gimmick goes, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, there's a little bit of like uh, vampire-y kind of things in there. Okay. Um, was Blade out around this time? Uh, 2002 f- is Blade 2. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that was heavy influence for him. You know, he had the big glasses, oh, uh, okay. trench coat. Uh, yeah, earlier gimmicks, he was drinking blood. He had fangs, but. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, he's full Blade in 99. So, was, yeah. okay, because I mean, I wasn't sure. I, I wasn't sure if there was a, yeah, like a spooky Halloween aspect to it or if he was going for like a. Because we've got that classic Rob Zombie sexual woman moaning sample right, going up yeah. top, which I feel like Rob Zombie's got like a soundboard of just like, what lady moan do I want? He's just got a, a hard drive. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. He's, he, 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 he broke the mold with more human than human. You know, you're never going to top that one. Uh, all these other ones. I mean, they could be this could be out of context, you know, but that other one, I was like, this can only be a lady, you know, yeah. doing it. Uh, <laughs> doing it, doing it. <laughs> what do you think of this song, Jenny? It's a. F- I don't know about the remix. I was. Mm-hmm. I think I would just stick with the regular song. But yeah. I'm not Edge, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. He's like, I need the black cat crossing mix. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think, Matt? Matt? It's a Rob Zombie song. I mean, <laughs> the you're. Yep. yep. <laughs> we got extra yes on this one, which like. <laughs> <laughs> It's all of them, baby. There it is. Were you an Edge fan? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. I he's uh he's still pretty involved with uh with wrestling too, but he had a like, I would say career ending injury in like his leg or something like that. So now he does like a uh like comedy kind of show with his former tag team partner Christian. I don't know if they're still doing it, but they they were doing like on the WWE Network. They had a show. They had a podcast for a while. Oh yeah, and they had the podcast. Yeah, John Richley, my good friend, is a huge Christian fan. They um, Edge tells great stories about Mr. McMahon. Oh yeah, he tells this one where uh, Vince McMahon was in the ring. And he got hurt. Like, he literally tore his hamstring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's in, a video of it. In the yeah. ring. <laughs> and then would not accept any help. <laughs> and, and he got the himself. The video is, is it's probably, it probably hurt really bad, but it, the video is hilarious. <laughs> he wouldn't accept any help out of the ring. And then he goes to the dressing room, and all the wrestlers just, like, scurry to the sides, but all want to watch it. And he's just like, ah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Wow. Wow. Oh, that's funny. There we go. All right. Jenny, what do we got next? Oh, up next we've got the song One of a Kind performed by Breaking Point. This is for Rob Van Dam. <laughs> Thank you. 
Jenny, we'll start with you. Thoughts on One of a Kind by Breaking Point, who we've never done on the show before. No. Uh, I thought it was all right. It wasn't... It was a fun romp of a song, I mm-hmm. would say. Um, but there was nothing about it that really stood out to me too mm. much. I also didn't know who Rob Van Dam was. Me neither. Um, but, yeah. So, I overall, I was just like, huh. Okay. Mm. Yeah. This seems fine. Uh, I looked a little bit into to Rob Van Dam just now, and it appears that he's still wrestling. He returned to Impact very recently. Oh. Uh, Mitch is nodding his head emphatically. Do you mm. have something you'd like to say? I love RVD. Yeah, he's from Battle Creek, too. Oh, yeah, local boy. Mm-hmm. Local boy done good. Yeah. This song gave me a very disturbed Godsmack vibe, but the singer sounds like fake Scott Weiland. Hmm. So that was kind of weird. I, I, I feel like I would have liked the song more if the singer was a little deeper voice a little more guttural maybe a little more sully is what i'm saying you're gonna give me that godsmack vibe wow do it i want to bring this up songmeanings.com lots of arguments but sometimes someone will break through with a fucking meaning commenter vindicator said this song actually has nothing to do with being one of a kind quite the opposite it sounds good. You get the drift that it means RVD is one of a kind. And this is no diss to RVD, but that's not what the song means. Quote, fear I see when I look in your eyes makes you believe I'm one of a kind. Makes you believe the key sentence in this song. This indicates that he is not one of a kind and that just because you are afraid of him does not mean he is. If someone is being attacked by a murderer, you think that person is one of a kind. And that event is so traumatizing, you begin to believe it. But in fact, this song means that there are hundreds of these people out there and that they are not one of a kind. Hope this provided some insight for you. Wow. Oh, there it is. Wow. Okay. So you may think the person about to murder you is the only murderer around because of your proximity to them. Mm-hmm. There are more murderers. <laughs> there That's are more com- murderers. That's comforting. I was blind, but now I see. <laughs> I love that he's like, you know, at the computer, like, I need an example. <laughs> Let me poke my head over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, what do you think of this song? generic rock song it it definitely feels like one of those songs from the movie where they're in a gym lifting weights or it's not quite the one at a strip club but it's outside the strip club after they've had the big scene in the strip club yeah you you would have the rob zombie song in the strip club yes this would be the parking lot afterwards (laughs) correct yeah yeah correct mitch uh, yeah, this song, his he had a pretty uh, a pretty steady run on WWE, uh, probably like f- six years ago, where he like came back because he was big in uh, ECW. If you're familiar with that, Dream Championship. Yeah. Uh, so it was probably like five or six years ago. He had a pretty uh, steady run in uh, on TV and WWE, and we were, this is back when we were watching like every Monday too. But uh, I always watch TV with the closed captions on. Uh, I don't I just I've always done it. Oh. And this uh, the chorus is mainly like what he comes out to of this song. And the caption picked up on it and the caption said, one of the guys <laughs> so, from then on like yeah we jo- had this inside joke about rvds just being one of the guys but he he is that, one of the guys well his run one of many guys abruptly. who could be a murderer <laughs> his run ended pretty abruptly because he had a hard time uh not smoking pot 
and so they've got a pretty strict wellness policy there. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Well, I mean, wellness weed. policy. <laughs> he loves the, the weed. The, the health of you know the health of wrestlers top priority. Top priority to yeah. Mr. McMahon. Absolutely. Uh, Jenny, what we got next? Up next, oh, oh, here we go. We've got the beautiful people, the WWF remix performed by Marilyn Manson, and this is for SmackDown. So was this actually the theme for a while? I I don't know. Maybe. Seems rather quiet. They they get a new theme like every few months, or something like that. At least they used to. Yeah. Somebody had the stems. Somebody had the motherfucking stems. And they said, let me just put this part here. I don't know. I'm going to take an early lunch. <laughs> Nothing gets you more amped for a show than whispering. <laughs> Be quiet so I can hear the theme to Smackdown. <laughs> yeah, because this doesn't get you amped up at all. You know what? Delay this quickly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's just, they, they've ruined it. Smackdown's <laughs> over at this point. All right. <laughs> Smackdown's done. It's not no, no, I mean, like, by the time the song got going, the show was over. <laughs> yeah, I wrote another terrible remix, Arbitrary Movement of Parts. Hate it. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. That was stupid. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> you took, like, a very hot open for a song. That, that opening rips. Yeah. yeah. If they did any, if they remixed it, cut out the the slow part and just get right into the lyrics that get you to the "Hey, you, what do you say?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh yeah. I hate. There's there's further. There's if you go into more of the song, there's other things that are infuriating. There's they they mute the guitars down. I noticed that it, it it's a harder edge, and they they sand those down for a show called SmackDown. <laughs> no. All right. Well, maybe we'll have better luck with our next song. This is Across the Nation, performed by the Union Underground for Raw. Now get the guns, the drugs from my generation. I'll take the fall, the saints, and across the nation. And it's a sense the guns, the fake, the fraud, the messing with me. That's a little more amp and up front. It's got a nice stomp, you guys. We're all bobbing our heads. Yeah. We're all partying. And uh, and sadly, the only version of this album that exists is with the edit. So you don't get to hear him say, play that fucking music. Dang. Sounds like he's saying, play that funky music, which is not the same. <laughs> oh, somebody order something no, funky? no, 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 Ken. I heard you moved to Google Fi. <laughs> You yeah. broke my heart, I'm sorry, Jenny. Ken. I know, I know that you have really great deals at Metro PCS. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
T-Mobile. Oh my god. T-Mobile. That's my backstory, Jenny. I'm so sorry, Funky Ken. It's okay. I'll be funky somewhere else. No. Nobody likes me here at this table anymore. Get out of here, Ken. (laughs) Oh, I'm so sorry. Ken should know that I have a terrible memory for anything. (laughs) When I leave this basement, everything we said flies out of my my brain. Oh my god. Uh, Jenny, what'd you think of Across the Nation? I liked it. It's fine. I mm-hmm. can see it as like a theme for a raw show or it's whatever. G- it's good yeah. butt rock. Yeah. 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 It's it definitely is like ju- enough crack. It's like acceptable crack. Yeah. 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 This the good butt rock. Good butt rock. Yeah. Yeah. Great butt. Hey. <laughs> squash. Sweet butt <laughs> rock. <Yeah. laughs> uh, Mitch, what do you what do you think of this one? I liked that song. It yeah. sounds like a classic raw theme. Yeah, think, but I yeah. mean, yeah, I think this is yeah. That's how you kick off a show. You don't play Marilyn Manson whispering for forty five seconds. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I don't want you, and I don't, I don't need you. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Just roll some clips of I people getting hurt. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's so weird. Uh, Sawmeanies.com had two great comments. Jenny, do you see this one from Esto guy? Oh, do I ever? <laughs> In case you were thinking about only taking the music for itself mm. uh this music is more than just beat it's got emotion and shit <laughs> that's what Esto guy said got him beautiful yeah. yeah and uh sumi mason 08 said this song is full of emotion and it sums up this generation very well from sex to religion i see nothing wrong in this song and i hope more great songs follow spider girl also had one that i enjoyed mm. she said wow this song just makes me feel empowered i don't know why it's something to listen to when people piss you off and you need some theme music while you envision kicking their asses. Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. yeah, Spider Girl. Get in it. Hey, you know what you know what Stone Cold would say to do? <laughs> <laughs> He'd say stop their ass and then walk shove it. Their, shove your foot up their, what was it? <laughs> boot in their... Boot in their Mud hole. Mud hole and, and then walk, walk and try. try. <laughs> oh, God. Uh. <laughs> I just can't believe it. He's like, I really I hope he did say that. I really hope that's like an actual. Oh man! Quote. You know, I mean, here's the thing. In the moment, it works. You just sure, can't yeah. think about it. You cannot yeah. think about the logistics of the butt or the boot. No. <laughs> well, there's so many times Stone Cold says something, you kind of laugh a little bit because yeah. you're like, "That's so fucking sweet." <laughs> uh, just at this. Uh, I mean. You know he got home and his wife's like, you gotta throw that boot away. <laughs> We're not cleaning it. We'll just buy you new boots. Yeah. Put those on the porch. Yeah, it's not even for the mudroom. <laughs> Stone Cold's porch is just all his boots. Shit boots. Oh boy. Oh man. Well, I've got I've got some famous Oh, you do you? Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah. quotes. Hit, hit us with a couple. Sportsmanship, what a load of crap. Don't preach your morality to me. Steve Austin doesn't have any mercy. You want mercy? Take your ass to church. <laughs> Whoa. Um, okay. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. I'll see if I can find the mud hole one. All right. Well, while we're looking for this mud hole, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's listen to the next song. Uh, this is Break the Walls Down, performed by Seven Dust. This is Chris Jericho's theme. Come 
the person who who's a huge wrestling fan who's been screaming at us yeah. that Stone Cold says this. Uh, I found this T-shirt that says Stone Cold on the front and stomping mud holes and walking them dry since <laughs> 1995. It's, it's on, sale. on sale, too. On sale, all sizes, all the way up to 5XL, a size I didn't know existed until this moment. For only sixteen seventy nine, it's on sale right now, forty percent off. Is that free shipping, Matt? Um, I'm sure if you order more than something, you know. Well, how about more <laughs> than four? Because that's how many we got right now. <laughs> yeah. We all need our stomping mud holes. <laughs> uh, Matt, can you go toward the end of this song? For sure. Me? I, I wish I could tell you exactly where, but there's I something that happens in this song that is, is it, just. Is it the Mega Jericho's part? It's. Don't have them up. This is it. Take his ass down again. Hold up, you got him. I'm coming from off top, fucker. I just there's a whole part where Lejean is like talking shit about like. It sounds like he was like in the match. Yeah, he was yeah. like, "Take that motherfucker down! Don't help him up! Hold up! You got it! I'm coming from up top!" Whoa, that he's was... like tagging with Jericho in the song. <laughs> yeah, and then screaming Jericho. Well, here is Chris Jericho's theme by Jim Johnson. Come on, you know I got you. Yeah, is that him? Is that Jim? Definitely, no, it's definitely not Jim doing that. <laughs> I don't know who it is, though. Is that Chris Jericho saying that? No. There were a couple themes that Jim has done that sound very close to this, like that he got that guy who kind of sounds like Zach De La Roca. Generic rap guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be honest, Seven Dust crushed this. I thought so too. This was one of my faves. I, I the fact that they keep yelling Jericho in it, big, big smile every time. I love it when they say the name of the wrestler in the song. Yeah. More of the song should have done that, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, more of the more, more of the lyricists should have gotten in the ring. Yeah. Where was Draymond? Oh yeah. Draymond <laughs> Draymond in there or yeah, um Kid Rock. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't even attempt to get in there. He just was surprised that people had legs. Yeah, legs? <laughs> in this economy? <laughs> uh, I, I, why is it that Seven Dust on an album were like really ambivalent, but Seven Dust on compilations and soundtracks were like, they fucking did it. Because once again, this is this rules. A little bit goes a long way. Favorite lyric, on the pasture, you're the flock of sheep. Jericho! <laughs> <laughs> There's a really good comment on songmeanings.com. I think I know which one, but go for is it. Is it yeah. from Seven? That's my second favorite. You tell it, yeah. All right. Seven does ballsy a song. It is very simple. Chris Jericho is going to kick your ass. <laughs> That's the meaning of the song. <laughs> I love it. My favorite is from Odium, who said, Well, I thought I was going to throw up or something. It was just that sick. Whoa. My favorite band doing my favorite wrestler's theme. I was like, man, doesn't get any better than that. All right. Odium. That's, that's the truth. What a what a treat for you. Jericho. <laughs> I love it. Jericho's still killing it. He's got the, one of the best themes. Yeah, but I mean, like, of all the people that are on this album, he's probably the most, uh, or like represented, anyways, the one that's most still to this day active. I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Well, for one, cleaner boots. Yeah. Cleaner <laughs> boots. He's got a podcast that's very successful. Yeah, great mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there we have it. All right. What do we got next? Up next, we've got Turn the Tables, performed by Saliva. This is for the Dudley Boys. Is that right? What are you yeah. laughing at? <laughs> it's funny hearing you say <laughs> the Dudley Boys. <laughs> Got to keep this up. See, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, because the Dudley boys were all about, they were all about the tables, man. (laughs) Let me tell you, I was so confused by this song the first time I listened to it. I was in my car, I had no lyrics. So I should get the tables. I'm like, is this about a new metal catering uh, company? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you need the Titan Tron for this one. I thought it was mysterious. I'm like, they're not saying get the tables. Like, there's something else. And then I go to the lyrics, get the tables. Get the linens. <laughs> <laughs> we get the place settings. Fish or chicken. Check the list. You know, my... Uh, um, Trivia. We used <laughs> my, my good buddy BJ, who listens to this podcast. Oh, hi BJ. Um, he uh, named our trivia team many, many years ago. <laughs> get the tables. <laughs> <laughs> so they and when we would win, they now it's like, all right, second place. Get the tables. <laughs> uh, Jenny, what did you think of Turn the Tables? Uh, I loved it. It's great. It's so it's perfect. It's like this is exactly this is what this I is want. Exactly it. Thank you. Yes, this get is the a, tables. I agree. And I mean, this is this is a big, dumb wrestling song, and I'm living for it. It's what I want. Oh, this is Saliva. And yeah. it's yeah. from Saliva, which is the shock of my life. <laughs> Same. I, I didn't think Saliva was capable of this level. We got. We might have to do Saliva on this show, oh, you guys. God. We might have to do... Matt! What if it's all get the tables? What if... Yeah. <laughs> get them, turn them. Just got to get them first. You can't turn them until you get them. That was the thing. That was the thing I realized. It was like, turn oh, the yeah. tables. I'm like, what? They turn it. And they're like, no, 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 you need to get them first. I'm like, a step I never considered. You cannot turn a table until you get it. This is Lauren's wisdom for life. Uh, let me tell you. Uh, there. I, okay, I want to talk about some lyrics, and then we'll go to these song meaning comments, which I love. The lyric that threw me on this song. It's just like a family in here. We're just a little disabled. Excuse me? They wear glasses? Oh, is that what it is? I mean, maybe that's what they're was getting it, at. Was there something with the Dudley boys? Vision disabled. They were, they were, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you look at their their picture in here. Oh, okay. They do wear that. glasses. Yeah, they wear like thick frame glasses. Sometimes they're like taped in the middle. Oh, so oh, so the idea is like everyone else in wrestling has like perfect vision, but the Dudley boys, mm-hmm. they need corrective lenses and thus they're a little off. Yeah, but they broke them and they 
couldn't uh, afford a new pair. The, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Songmeetings.com. <laughs> yeah. Jenny, let's just run them. You do one, I'll do one. All right, I'll start. <laughs> uh, see says, I think I should go get the tables. He he. And then the edge from you two says, Hoisi, get the tables. And then Jamie7269 says, Bubba, get the tables. <laughs> and then WWE Blair says, Spike, get the tables. <laughs> awesome yeah. song live. I was one of the almost 70,000 live at WrestleMania to hear it. Hammerhead ID wow. says, we want tables. Zohar says, what does this song mean to you? It means someone is about to be put through a table. <laughs> and I think that's that's the... Mm-hmm. That's the normal end of that. That yeah. is. Indeed. So turn the tables. Real sleeper hit. Oh, yeah. I mean, entry and, and the lesson, really, you cannot turn a table until you get it. That's Bubba right. Ray cannot escape that, too. Every sh- live show I've seen that he's a guest on, he's out there for one minute and people are yelling, get the tables. And he gets the tables. He comes with them, I think. He puts somebody through it. Oh. Every doesn't matter who it is. The ref. The ring announcer, anyone is going through a table. Mitch, would you be honored to get put through a table by the Dudley Boys? Yes. Yeah. I would. And I have been applied. I don't know, how do you say this? A wrestler has done a wrestling move on me. Uh huh. In real, like a real wrestler. Oh, wow. So I keep it, that is going. Is that someone we're going to talk about? No. No. Who is that? Wait, Mitch. He didn't. Put it in my mud hole. (laughs) You're right. And then I don't know, maybe walk it dry. Yeah, so I've been wearing diapers for a few years now and uh, (laughs) found a lady that would love me in spite of it. (laughs) No, the uh, the wrestler who's on the WWE currently, uh, his name is Kevin Owens. At the time, his name was Kevin Steen. And we are all wasted in a bar in Chicago. And uh, it was after a show and all the wrestlers were there. And we were like, it was insane. It was one of the weirdest moments of my life. But I was wasted. And I was like, (laughs) I yelled to him, pick me up. (laughs) In my head, I was like communicating like, let's take a funny picture. So him and another wrestler named Jay Briscoe both grabbed me by my neck and picked me up for a double choke slam. We got the picture. And yeah, it was awesome. Wow. And then, did they choke slam? <laughs> no, they just kind of like picked me up. Oh my god, the best moment though. They picked me up, and after the after they set me down, they uh, started making fun of me. They're like, "This motherfucker just sandbagged us. What is he, Hogan?" That's a, <laughs> a thing that they said Hulk Hogan would do in the ring a lot, like not help you out doing the move, just like put all of his weight on it. So <laughs> they said that's what I was doing. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> sir. Yeah. I mean, be like a bad improv partner, not yes anding. Yeah. Don't sandbag it. You got to jump when they yeah. pick you up for the choke slam. You got to yeah. jump. You're going to help us sell this move? Yeah. Right? Hogan. <laughs> I don't know. I want to see a ladders, table, and chairs match with you, Mitch, and the Dudley <laughs> What if? <laughs> oh boy! All right. What's Up that? What's next. that wedding reception going to be like, Matt? Oh, we're going through at tables. least one table. Yeah, we. I mean, we rented enough goddamn yeah. tables. Someone's going to go through one. I'm going to be very pissed. It would not be the first time my friends and I got drunk and did moves on each other. All right. Well, 
<laughs> maybe just remember that we got a deposit. Yeah. Uh, have one of them. You can. We'll yep. put a table on the registry for one of you. Well, BJ's going through a table for sure. Any t- any, any moment it gets intense, just yell in the tune of "Turn the Tables." Get the deposit back. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. All right. Up next, we've got "Live for the Moment" performed by Monster Magnet for the Hardy Boys. There's a little pile of ashes where my old life used to be. Credit cards and memories all dumped into the sea. Well, this ain't no time for both as I fly into the boop. sun. Boop. You can't trust anybody. This ain't no time for boom. You can't trust number one. Well, the man tells me my future is not so far away. To get ready for tomorrow, I gotta waste my whole today. My inner life knows better. What I wanna hear Just like a diamond bullet But it's crystal, crystal clear feel like the back half of this album showing up it's showing up there so monster magnets history with weird radio edits of songs it, it always like space lord mother 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 you cannot find the unedited version of that song you buy that album with a parental advisory other songs have swears that song is still mother mother infuriating so Discovery. it was originally motherfucker mm-hmm and they edited it, and then just all versions of the song are the edit. They were like, I like it better this way. I like it better. <laughs> Awkward and weird and defanged. Yeah. So now they're doing the same thing here. I'm very confused by this chorus. I, well, not totally. I can slap a tornado. I can dry up a sea. Fair enough. When I live for the moment, there ain't no blank something in me. There ain't no what in me. Hmm. Ain't no shit in me. I think it's like bullshit or something. Ain't no bullshit in me. Right now. Fear. They're like, don't even Not say fuck. the word. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, I thought it was fine. Yeah, yeah, you ain't no fuck. Well, I thought it was ain't no fucking with me, but there ain't no fucking me. That doesn't make any sense. Hmm. Not a single. Not, Not a single one. <laughs> Not a single bit of sense. Uh, yeah. Keep in mind, though, it's preceded by I can slap a tornado. So maybe it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That visual is awesome for me. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> just a man <laughs> slapping a tornado. At the base of a giant tornado. <laughs> <laughs> Before he gets murdered by it, the Hardy Boys known to smack a tornado. I mean, they're high flyers. There you go. So, if you're high flyers, you're definitely living for the moment because that is a bit of like really putting your body out there, not mm-hmm. really considering you're thinking like in the moment, I'm going to hurdle my body. I could harm them, but I could also harm myself. Mm-hmm. Fans of these guys? Uh, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not working together anymore, I don't think. Jeff Hardy is a great Instagram follow, mm. to be honest, because he does this elaborate face paint and every Instagram post. There's a new one every day of his new face paint for the day, um, but he, like, draws eyes over his eyes. I don't Check it out. Jeff draws Hardy. eyes over his eyes like the... Isn't that the... 
Isn't that a move in a... Oh, no, that's something else. I was thinking about the woman who writes the message to Indiana Jones and Raiders yes, of the Lost Ark. yeah. But, yeah. Any Monster Magnet fans here in the room? Yeah, I like yeah. Monster yeah. Magnet. He always has these sort of pseudo-profound kind of lyrics, but then he rolls into these hot choruses. Yeah. And so when I heard this, I was like, oh, this is classic, these guys. But yeah. then that chorus, and then he gives himself his own woo, and I was like, yeah, you earned that woo. This is pretty <laughs> hot. What do you think of this one, Jenny? I thought it was all right. It was very there's a lot of butt going on here mm-hmm. uh but yeah it's all right i mean we're coming off of turn the tables yeah you know which so. gave me everything i needed mm-hmm. so tables yeah <laughs> what else do you need what else tables turn monster magnet kind of reminds me of nick cave a little bit and i just i just had that realization do you ever think about that i mean the very the, like the, the look of them no, like the uh, his like the the vocal delivery or like the yeah like how you're saying the lyrics are always some sort of like there's a tale of a man going down a road you know what mm-hmm, I mean yeah, like yeah. that's a very like Nick Cave style thing yeah. I don't know I just thought of that I mean I the, the the stuff they did before Space Lord had this like right on the edge of Prague but I was like into like that song look to the orb look to the orb for oh. the warning oh yeah. It's like this real like proggy <laughs> stuff. But you used to get played on the radio all the time. That's how I found out about him. I, was, I loved it. I'm seeing if I can make your dreams come true, Lauren. Did, Matt, if you found a version of this with the fucking tact, uncut, I've never heard it this way. Wow, wow. We're going to find out together because I have not. Lauren just turned into a bird. <laughs> close the window. Away. Close the window. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, Lauren. Wow. Send me that. You got it, buddy. Send me that. Right. It exists. Well, speaking of birds. Um, <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah. Good transition. Thank you so much. Uh, up next is End of Everything, performed by Stereo Mud for Raven. <laughs> I, I mean, that's that's the song. I think at one point they do scream Raven, which I very much enjoy. <laughs> Raven. Raven. Um, uh, which, yeah, it feels a little bit like they're, um, you know, trying to find him more mm. than like in an, like on Jericho. It's like Jericho's here. But the way he says Raven on this song is sort of like I lost him in the grocery <laughs> store. That is his attitude, though. Maybe he doesn't feel like coming out to the ring. Is He's Raven, moody. Is OK. 
because we I wrote whispery vocals, creepy boy. So yeah, is Raven a little bit of a creepy yeah, boy? He's moody. He's moody. Yeah, he would like uh, his like uh, earlier entrance. He would just come slowly walking to the ring and just sit in the corner, like a bird. He would just sit. Sometimes people were like, he's crying. I remember when I was a kid, people were like, he's crying. Right? Raven's crying. But I don't know. He was like an Eddie Vedder kind of uh, gimmick. Eddie Vedder as wrestler. Yeah. I, lo- I love the writer's room at WWF. Like, what if Eddie Vedder was a wrestler? <laughs> All right. Let's post him up. <laughs> See what's going on. See if he can do a leg I drop. met Raven. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Was he crying when you met him? It was a sad... Whoa. situation oh no yeah it was not it was uh it was a long time ago it was probably 10 years ago it was at the um uh, oh no, it was at the the motor city comic convention okay um and we walked up to his booth and it's a pretty standard thing when you meet wrestlers that they like charge you to take a picture with them yeah. mm-hmm. but sometimes depending on who it is they're they could be cool and just be like yeah whatever we'll take a picture so um and there weren't any wrestlers there he was one of maybe like Two, I think Ric Flair was there earlier in the day, and it was like 50 bucks to get a picture. Anyways, we go up to Raven, and uh, this friend of mine is like, hey, man, I really loved you in uh, uh, like Halloween Havoc, blah, whatever year. And he was just like, was I there? And he was like, yeah, man, remember uh, that match, blah, blah. And he was just like being a total do- a dork and like saying all this stuff, and he's just like, yeah, uh, they all just kind of blend together, man. And we were like... Oh, okay. Well, uh, hey, can we get a can we get a picture with you? And he's like, Yeah, they're uh, it's twenty bucks. And so we were like, Ah, we started like doing the oh, pat, no! and it was like we were denying someone asking us for money on the street. Is what it felt like. Oh it my was god! So, it oh, it was heartbreaking because we were just like, and he starts getting up from the table, and we're like, Hey, I think we uh we we don't have uh, yeah we don't have cash on, and he he's already like standing up. And we're like, sorry, man. And we like are like telling him no at this point. It was really sad. And we walked away and we're just like, fuck, that sucked. You should come back with $40. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should, you should cash app him some money. Yeah. And we're done with the episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's your PayPal? Yeah. What's your PayPal, bro? Um, I mean, also, I mean, this does lend credence, though, to, you know, you could, it sounds like you could lose Ra- Raven in a grocery store then. Yeah. <laughs> Based on this. Raven. Raven. He doesn't know no. our meeting spot. Oh, Raven. Um, what did you think of the song, Jenny? I thought it was fine. I was. This was one of the rare ones that I heard the actual theme before I heard the song. And I was like, they better keep the, the Raven calls at the top. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they did. So then I was, I was fine with it. it. The song was medium. Yeah, it's kind of seven dusty, but more in that seven dust that I'm like, it's fine, you know, not the seven dust on this album. Jericho, which is a perfect song. <laughs> All right. All right. Up next, we've got "Ride of Your Life" performed by Neurotica for King of the Ring 2002. Fall into an open butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Clean those boots before you get in the house. Stone cold. Stone cold. <laughs> did you did you stop another butt? Hey man, I'm sorry. I 
stomped a mud hole in somebody's ass. And I cannot afford this boot budget anymore. But I just walked it dry. That's that's <laughs> no good. That's worse. You can't get it off now. It's because Stone Cold said so. I'm telling you, stop doing that. Let's, I'm not buying you any more boots. You have to walk around with your poop There's boots. only two people who can tell me what to do. Myself and Mr. <laughs> Vince McMahon. <laughs> well, I'm your roommate, and I'm telling you, I'm not going to stand for this much more. Stone Cold said so. Stone Cold <laughs> Your Sierra Nevada so. bottles are all over the place. Yes. He loves the Sierra Nevada pale ale. Just oh. throwing oh. that out there. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, all right, so Ride of Your Life was fine. Somebody somebody commented that their parents are friends with Kelly Schaefer. And cool. Yeah, so... I feel like we've been running a marathon, and I can see the end in sight. Yeah. It's close. Yeah. There's also a scat part of the song that I was not prepared for. Yeah, that was a shock. That was weird. Are we ready? I'm ready. Oh, shit. Up next, we have Cypress Hill performing Just Another Victim. This is going to be for Taz. Sounds fucking nuts. I guess. According to this, he does it. No <laughs> one likes him, not even himself. And the mission? Effective. <laughs> what tell us about Taz? I, I honestly don't know much about Taz. Taz is a very like uh, what they would call a mid carter, I, I I would say. Uh I could be wrong on that, but he's uh you're saying the guy with track 16 on an 18 track album <laughs> might not be a main card? Yeah. He, I think he's doing something with like Republican radio now, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, Taz. Oh, he was, an, uh, he was uh, involved with Impact last I knew. Wow. Um, this song is new metal as fuck. It is, but I don't like it. What don't you like about it? It's just like, I don't need it. <laughs> I'm with you because yeah. I was like number one it's an amalgamation of the House of Pain helmet just another victim mm-hmm. and rock superstar yeah. with Taz's theme 
It's a lot. They're cramming a lot in there. They yeah. overfilled the wrap. Yeah. W-R-A-P. <laughs> Put too much stuff in it, and you couldn't wrap it up and eat it. Right. And you're like, it's going all over the place. You're like, please get me a table so I can catch some of this. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, all right. We got a couple left. Can you believe we have only a couple left? We got to <laughs> we gotta pick up the pace here. Uh, oh all right. So up next, we got No Chance, performed by Dope. And this is going to be for Mr. McMahon. your face in my yeah. world i'm gonna break your face yeah the edge came back on song meanings <laughs> said one simple message don't cross the boss <laughs> so. let's, let's play just a moment is he talking about vince mcmahon or is he talking about bono <laughs> or is he talking about oh. bruce springsteen or is he talking about the oh i even <laughs> thought about that or is he talking about any of the bosses on undercover boss oh <laughs> here's what the um, Jim Johnston wrote for him. No this is the same vocalist from the Jericho song. <laughs> All due respect to Mr. Johnston, not your finest work. I feel like I have a chance. When, when it I kicks it, when it kicks in, though, when it let kicks, it kick in. Yeah. Okay, man. Well, let's let it kick in. Then. Okay, we'll get a chance. Because right now, did somebody <laughs> order something <laughs> funky? <laughs> I am. This feels like a song that your parents would like try to ground you to. And you'd be like, <laughs> this is a weird version too. This this, this sounds like uh, yeah, like uh, baby's first concert. And there's a <laughs> band playing in like a middle school gymnasium. I prefer Ed Soul's version. I think Dope fucking brought it. Hmm. I think Dope tends to bring it. Yeah, I know. I know yeah. you think that. And I mean, with a lyric, if you mess with me, you got no chance in hell. You don't. You He's don't. the boss. He's the boss. And if you listen to The Edge, you don't mess with the boss. Yeah, don't cross mm -hmm. the boss. Don't cross the don't boss. Don't cross the boss. Hey, Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I am tired. How respectful of our time uh, is this, this record? This record comes in at a hot 71.25. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. 
I, I was listening to this album in my car. I got diverted on a wrong, like my map sent me the wrong way. Still showed up at my destination late, and I still had songs left. I was like, how long is this fucking album? The length of a short film. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. That's like, <laughs> that's like three quarters of old dogs. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. All, all right. right. We got one left. Uh, we've got Boy Hits Car doing Love, Fury, Passion, Energy. One word for Lita. Separate the bead curtains. <laughs> no shoes. No socks. <laughs> Full service, boy. Grab that djembe and join us if you like. I just got to release all the that has made up my past. Uh, you know, we made it to the end of this album. You could say we've all been like lost flowers growing out of a crack in a bustling sidewalk, which are the first three lines of this song. What? <laughs> the rose grew. Oh, man. We've talked about these guys in the show before. We do a whole album, right? Yes, we yeah, have. We have. And... Yeah, they were always sort of like a secondhand Incubus vibe. And that is definitely what I got here. Mm -hmm. We're talking about transcendental release in these lyrics. We're saying, mm -hmm. let your soul dance, baby. Who's Lita? Uh, Lita is a wrestler. Was she in Jeez. Playboy? You uh, pervert. No. <laughs> Let me look it up. Let me find out whether uh, Mitch knows her from she, this or from uh, Playboy. Uh, came, was actually um, attached to the uh, the Hardy Boys. Most of the time. I think she was actually married to one of them. Hmm. All right. Let me see here. She's an animal welfare activist and singer, along with being a wrestler. She was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2014. Trainer still, if I'm not mistaken. I don't see that here. Uh, she formed a punk band after retiring from uh, wrestling called the Luchagors. And um, I do not see... Do not, do not see any reference to being in Playboy. So Mitch is safe All again, right. Jenny. No, that's not her style. She, uh, she's awesome though. Lita was great. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, that was the record. That's it. That's it. That's that's so... WWF forcible entry. What a title! We didn't really talk about that title, but that title is uh, yeah. menacing. Yeah. Yeah. It would be like entry with permission. Yeah. That would be better. I would like that more. Mm -hmm. We asked permission first. Yes. 
forcible entry. I'm like, hey, 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 hey. watch it. So I guess it's time to uh, talk about canon talk. Talk about the canon. Uh, Jenny, we'll start with you. Okay, so I don't think the whole thing goes in, but I was really, really into Break the Walls Down by Seven Dust and uh, Turn the Tables by Saliva. I would put those two in. I think that not only are they really, especially Turn the Tables is like a perfect, it's just a perfect, dumb, fun new metal song. I got kind of the same thing from the Seven Dust song. It was just dumb and fun and like, I think really sort of uh, reflective of the time. And I would put those two in. Everything else, I would say thank you, but no thank you. Lauren, what do you think? I agree with your two choices. Turn the tables, get the tables, get them in the canon. Mm-hmm. Uh, my one addition I would put out is Glass Shatters. Disturbed. This oh, is yeah. Glass Shatters, this is this is the disturbed we love. I, th- I think that on, I, would, I would also present that one. So, yeah, uh, Glass Shatters, Break the Walls Down. And turn the tables. All right. Matt Nas. I'm not going to argue with any of those choices. This was a ride. It is. It's a journey. 18 songs is very excessive. Mm -hmm. But the opulence of the WWF slash E calls for it. That's true. It's true. What about Union Underground? I think we thought that song was a little too butt. It was a little too butt. Do you want to put it in the canon? Do you want to have Mitch's cubby? In the- <laughs> <laughs> Mitch's cubby? No. You can put it in your cubby. No. We have the new metal junk drawer right next to Mitch's cubby. <laughs> across, across the room from the new metal mantle, yeah. which has Debbie on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and somewhere we have a genius list. Pays to do it. Probably yeah. in the fridge. The new metal fridge. Did you think, you think Across the Nation was a good new metal song? Or do you think it was just like something that was representative of like this era? Yeah, that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was new metal enough for me to feel like putting it in the canon, but I see what you mean. Oh, I, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not pushing. I'm not. I'm not I mean, backing we all, Union we, Underground. We, we all we all enjoyed that one. That was actually a song that a bunch of people told us when we did the Union Underground episode that 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 this is actually the best Union Underground song. Which right now I'm inclined to agree. It's yeah. pretty fun. But I mean, just thinking strictly new metal. Yeah, glass shatters, break the walls down. Turn the tables. Turn the tables. All right. So there you have it. New entries in the canon. We officially now, I guess, you know, how do we want to put them in the canon? Do we want to just put them in off the top rope? (laughs) Well, (laughs) sure. uh, Let's say that these are the new uh, faces in the canon. (laughs) <laughs> Why are you looking at me? Are, you deliberately? Know, like, are we saying the terminology right? And all the rest of them are jobbers? <laughs> kayfabe. Do oh, we break wow. some kayfabe right now? <laughs> uh, that's all we know. That's it. <laughs> We've run out of terminology. Cool. That does bring us to the end of the episode. Mitch, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. For thank fun you. on the it was show. A great time. For informing us about, about wrestling. I hope moving forward in your life, no one attempts to <laughs> stomp your mud hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to get that shirt now, though. You, yeah. I mean, it's on sale. I think we all have to get it. I think we have, if we do another live show, I think we all have to, we all have to <laughs> wear that one. Yeah. I would agree. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening. Keep on saying hello online. 
Roach Coach on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your recommendations. It was your push that got us to do this app. So keep them coming. Until next time, Mitch, thank you. Thank you. Jenny, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt, Matt, thank thank you. you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.